That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and welcome to the probably a podcast mini episode, mini Christmas episode, if you will. Um, okay, so before we start, I just want to say we're shopping for my loved ones <laughs> this Christmas holiday, and I hope that you've gotten all your shopping done, but I would like the record to show that um, as I was shopping for my sister-in-law, she wanted scrubs. She's in med school. She wanted a color scrubs. It was only available in the men's department. I'm on the phone with my sister. I'm trying to figure out, and I say, oh, it's men's. I go to the men's section, and I say out loud, I just blurted it out to my sister. I go, oh my gosh, I've slept with one of these models. Bridgerton was the model of, um, of the men's scrubs, so... I was just reminded how lonely I am and how unfucked I've been lately. So cheers and welcome to the mini episode of Probably Podcast. Wow, I'm not used to drinking just Red Bull. Normally it's alcohol. I feel like it's harder on my lungs. Um, okay, so a Merry Christmas almost. By the time you guys are listening to this, it'll probably be Christmas Eve. Um, I'm about to hit the road and head to South Carolina. I was gonna fly, now I'm driving. I don't really mind driving though. If you're listening to this driving, then it's kind of a vibe. I'm probably going to listen to like five or six podcasts while I am doing that. By the way, producer Courtney is sitting here. She just got engaged. Am I allowed to spread your personal information? Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so in much. In Italy too. Like what a fucking vibe. I want to get married in Italy. It was amazing. Was 10 amazing? out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10 would recommend going and getting engaged to the love of your life in Italy. Yeah. No fucking shit. And she brought me Italian chocolate back. It was really sweet. Okay, so update, life update. That's kind of why I wanted to do this mini episode. Um, I know the season ended and it's still every other Tuesday or so. People are like, wait, where's the podcast? I'm like, promise, it's coming back in January. So not an exact date yet. And obviously, I have a lot of new things that are happening and going on in my life. So I don't have an exact date because I got an apartment in New York. Do we die? We die. I die. So basically, here's the sitch. Everyone's like, are you moving to New York? Are you moving to New York? I'm not technically moving to New York. So I'm keeping my house in Nashville. Um, here's what, here's the dealio. I know that doesn't really make a ton of sense. And what really would make the most sense would be me downsizing from this dumbass four bedroom house that I don't need um, in Nashville, Tennessee. But the housing market is just fucking bananas right now. And not just in Nashville, everywhere. So in order to downsize here, because of course, like I know I don't need all this fucking room. I don't even really like having all this room. It's kind of eerie. But to downsize to a two bedroom apartment would almost call and then get in a 
storage unit to put all my stuff in. It would kind of just make no sense financially to do that. It would end up shaking out around the same or it would be something not really like worth it. Like I think I'd end up saving a couple hundred dollars. So to move all that stuff, get a storage unit, do everything. It's just not, it wasn't worth it to me for my peace of mind and just logically. So the reason behind me getting my place in New York was, let's see, I, I have this like blanketed answer that I keep telling people like when random people will be like, hey, why do you do, why'd you get a place in New York? I'm like, oh, my agency's there, but we're a family here with the podcast fam. So that's actually like not really, my agency work could work remote. So I like, it's not really, that's not the vibe or reason behind it. I feel like if you guys have followed along over the past eight months of my life, which listen, a lot of shaken up in the last eight months. Obviously, you guys know I got out of a four-year relationship. Um, my podcast prior to this ended, a lot happened. And I don't remember quite why I went to New York this summer. There was a reason, but I can't even remember it anymore. And I just fell in love with the city. Obviously, the city is magical in the summertime, just like the wintertime. But in the summer, it is just such a fucking vibe. But I was there and I was there by myself and I was just having a great time. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love the city. I need to go back. So I went back, you know, a month later and then I started going back multiple times a month and then I was just becoming this persona that you guys were like are you gonna move I mean so many of you were like are you gonna move to New York are you gonna move to New York I'm like no you're crazy no you're crazy because I really really couldn't imagine living full-time in New York right now um I have all my friends here my that, that feel like family um my home I feel comfortable here and then I really do just like Nashville will always be my like the love of my life and I feel like I just want to have a fling with New York for a little bit and then keep my that sounds kind of fucked up but New York's my side bitch and uh Nashville's my main hoe but I just want to have both I want my cake and I want to eat it too and I'm just at a position in my life right now where I can do that luckily and fortunately so I'm gonna do that and I I realistically the reason I got the place was because the fucking money I was spending on these hotels in New York, I did the math one day and I was like, okay, well, that's rent in New York. What am I doing? And then I thought about it and I had a meltdown. I had, I had a brief meltdown where I didn't tell anyone I was doing this other than my parents. And listen, my parents, they, I don't, God bless their souls. Like dealing with me as a child, I can only imagine just this, just absolute turmoil at all times. But, um, I, when I moved to Nashville, for instance, they were like, what the fuck are you moving to Nashville for? And I was like, what you got to think seven years ago, Nashville was not what Nashville is now. And I was just visited one time and thought, what a cool place. I was 21 fresh, a fresh 21. And I was like, I'm going to move to Nashville. And they're like, that makes absolutely no sense. But I finally convinced my mom that I needed to do it. You know, I, I dropped out of college. I, I assured her that I would finish college. Whenever I got here, I was like, I really only have like a semester left. And I was like, I swear I'll finish it online and get my degree. And that was her one stipulation. You have to get your degree. Dude, still sorry about that. Mom don't have a fucking degree, but I think I'm doing okay. So uh, without a degree in political science. Like what the fuck would I'm producer Courtney's laughing at me. Like what the fuck would I be doing with the political science career? I think the politics ship has sailed. I don't think they would touch me with a fucking 10 foot pole. So anyways, I, um, yeah, I was trying to convince my parents about New York and I was ready. I had already like had all these arguments with the shampoo bottles, you know, in my shower. I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell them this. I'm going to tell them that. I'm gonna, da, da, da. And my parents were kind of like, you know what? I, Think that's a great if you think that's a great idea we think that's a great idea and i was like would are you sure so you guys think i should do it my mom's like my mom was like honestly all for it and i was like well this is 
absolutely unexpected. I was like, really? And she was like, Shannon, you know what, honey? Seven years ago when you moved to Nashville, your father and I were like, what the fuck is she doing? Why is she doing that? They didn't say fuck, but you know what I mean? She was so confused and she was like, but in seven years, you've showed us what you can do. You created this magical thing for yourself and for other people. And if you think you should be in New York right now, then go to New York. And I was just like so perplexed. I remember I picked up the phone and called uh, Taylor and Anna Grace. And I was like, um, I screenshotted them a text from my mom and sent it to him. And I was like, would you guys have ever imagined my mom being so on board with this? Because at the end of the day, yes, I'm financially independent. They can't stop me from doing something, but I have such a close relationship with my parents. I want them to be happy. I want them to be rooting for me. I don't want them to be like, we told you that wasn't going to work. So to know that my mom was just so on board with it too. And my dad just like, I could really cry because it just made me so, so happy to my core. But so I didn't tell anyone. I didn't want to jinx it. Speaking of the housing market, it is fucking hard to get an apartment in New York City. Very hard. I think it's hard to get an apartment in New York City. Your whole life, it's probably very hard. But right now, it's extra hard. And then you topple that with, you know, COVID ramping back up and all these things and not to get political at all. But I'm like, cool. The day I signed my lease was the day that everything started shutting back down to get in New York. And I was like, that's fun for me. Exciting. Great timing. But what can you do? You're going to, you know, follow the CDC guidelines like I have been doing. I think people don't look at me as a rule follower, but I'm a big rule. I like to follow the rules. I like to do what's asked of me. What's it's just like, I was always kind of afraid of authority. Now I just don't really fuck with authority as far as like bosses go, but like police officers and people in charge, like they fucking scare me. So if you ask me to do something, like I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna. So uh, yeah, I'm following all the rules and guidelines set in place like everyone else I'm sure is trying to do. We're just taking it a day at a time. But I knew I keep getting messages like that that are like, uh, you do know what's going on in Newark right now, right? I'm like, yeah, this is the world we live in. It's just one big flaming pile of shit right now. But this is OK. We're all just jumping in feet first together. Right. Right. So um, I go apartment shopping and I don't tell anyone but my mom, my mom, Anna Grace and Taylor are quite literally the only people that knew because I didn't want to jinx it either. I have <laughs> I do this thing where I'm like, I find the perfect apartment. It's amazing. It's astonishing. I'm like, if it falls through. I am not meant to be in New York. It falls through immediately. I'm like, fuck. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And the reason it fell through is because you would think the world thinks I'm a fucking stripper. Nothing wrong with strippers, but like, I, I mean, like really, I don't know if they think I'm like, it feels like I'm in the Ozarks. Like I'm money laundering. They're like, how do you make all this money? I'm like, uh, through a legitimate agency. Here's proof. They're like, mm, don't really buy it. I'm like, what? They're like, let's do your tax return. Wow. That's a pretty big jump from that year to that year. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. They're like, what's your job title? I'm like an influencer. They're like, no, not buying it. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know how to prove you guys. And it's actually my whole life. I've been doing this thing, not my whole life, but in the last couple of years, I've kind of just been trying to like sweeten the deal. I'll tell people like to get this house. I was like, I'll give you four months rent like straight up. And they were like, oh, right off the bat. Okay, cool. Yeah. That sweetens the deal. Sure. We'll do it. In New York, it's against the law to do that. And it's to protect tenants, they say, but really it's kind of doing more harm than good because people with different jobs that aren't, you know, doctors and lawyers and school teachers that don't have these like regulated paychecks that come in the exact same every month. It's not looking too good for us over here. So we needed something to sweeten the deal and they don't allow that there. So I ended up looking at another place, another place, another place. I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, the real estate, the realtors, I, not the one that I ended up working with, but the realtors in New York, big old fucking slime balls. Like whatever cliche you're picturing a New York like realtor, that's what the fuck it was. Like it was just so slimy. Like I would be like, oh my gosh, so many square feet. I'm gonna go look at it. And then I'd be like, this is an office. I was like, I'm in an office. They're like, no, 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 no. It's converted into a bedroom. I'm like, 
no, it's not. <laughs> I'm in your lobby. What is this? No, it's not. So long story short, I found this building and I found this apartment. It all seemed too good to be true. I mean, I was waiting with bated breath. I don't even know if that's the right fucking term, but I was so convinced it was going to fall through that I didn't even want to post it on social media when I would, had already signed the lease because I was like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen where it falls through. But nevertheless, I got it. It's quite literally my dream apartment. It's better than the other one that I said, if this falls through, I'm not moving to New York. I'm so happy. I will split time. I move officially in February. So, um, obviously Taylor just had her baby. You guys know that I just like, can't picture not being here for the newborn stage with her. I know that sounds really weird. I can't tell if you guys <laughs> think my relationship with Taylor and her children is like too much or what, but like, they really are just like, so, 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 so important to me that I want to be here as much as I can. I mean, when I told her that I was getting a place in New York, she was Mike, her husband was like, hell yeah. And she was like, you're leaving me. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I swear. So it doesn't feel like a breakup. It feels just like, kind of like long distance and it makes me sad. So I will move in February or move my things in February. And, um, yeah, I'm going to take you guys along for the journey and I feel like it's going to be really fun. And this is really bad when I'm by myself. I'm, I'm finding myself rambling a lot because there's no one to cut me off. So, um, I jumped around a little bit, but I just want to say that the reasoning for me being there, obviously, like I said, I was just going so much and just spending too much money on hotels. It made more sense to get a place. And I wanted to feel that sense of like belonging there. I don't want to just be staying in hotels every time I go. So, and they're fucking expensive. My place is in Soho, which is an area that I just love. Soho West Village area. And I'm just so, so fucking excited because here's the thing. Every time I was going to New York, and I don't know if this is also like jinxing myself in the universe, but every time I would go to New York randomly on a trip or something, something exciting or cool would happen to me. Like I would get invited to an event that ended up meeting someone that catapulted my career in XYZ way. Or I would just like get an email that had something to do with Nashville, but I would get it when I was in New York. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all this opportunity really does just get thrusted upon me every time I'm in New York. And I feel like I know it sounds cliche, but it's like the cities of the city of dreams for a reason. And I just, do they call it that or is that LA? Fuck. I don't know. The city of dreams. That's New York. I think city so. that never sleeps. There's a lot of fucking great hustle and bustle going on in New York. And I just want to be a part of it. And I thought to myself, I just don't think, like I said, I, I don't have any commitment right now. I'm not even tied down to a fucking goldfish here. And people always wonder, why don't you get a pet? Why don't you get a pet? It's for moments like this. I love animals. I love dogs, but like, I want to be able to go, 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 go. And I just don't think I'm going to be 75 years old looking back on my life and be like, oh, remember that time I wasn't tied down? I was single, hot, and, you know, financially stable, and I decided to live in New York for a year. I'm going to be like, yeah, the fuck you did, Granny Shan. Fuck it up, sister. Like, I just feel like this is going to be a year full of opportunity and growth for me in New York. And if it's not, then I only signed a year's lease and I'll come back crawling to you fuckers being like, I hate it. And you guys will be there for me. You know what I mean? So... I'm just excited. It's new. It's fresh. And, and some people have been like, did you outgrow Nashville? I'm like, fuck no. I love Nashville. I will never leave Nashville. I will be traveling back and forth. I'll be in Nashville still much more than I'll be in New York. But it's just nice that I can officially say I have an apartment in New York. And I'm going to, Courtney is going to be coming up. Producer Courtney is going to be coming up to New York. And we're going to record episodes up there as well. Um, don't ask me if you have any questions about New York yet. Because I don't fucking know. I'm going to be just, we are officially in these streets in New York. We're bi-coastal, baby. That's the same coast, isn't it? Fuck. I really, geography's just never really been my thing. Um, okay. So yeah, so Taylor had her baby. The baby is a precious Lola. So, um, 
I wasn't able to be in the hospital. I don't know if you guys have followed along with the episode that Taylor and I did together, but we've been best friends for seven years as well since I've lived in Nashville. Um, we were on Very Cavalier together. We, I'm the godmother to her daughter, Walker. And when I tell you that I was in the room holding one of her legs as she birthed her first child, I was quite literally doing that. I was, I had one camera and I was filming her husband and her mother and it was pre-COVID times and life was just so sweet and precious and good when you can have as many people as you wanted in the hospital. And, and that's just simply not the case anymore. But I feel very, very thankful that Taylor was still able to have her mom and her husband in the room. I know the, how important it was for her to have her mom there. And of course, Mike would be there. So that was really cool. But I was slightly sad that I could not be in the room but I saw her very quickly after and she is just the most magical, precious little baby. Um, I don't know if you guys have also followed along with the name. So her name is Lola. It is the cutest name ever. It's actually a family name too. It's her, it's her grandmother's name. And, um, Here's, here's a little something that you guys might already know or you might not know. So Taylor was keeping the name private. Uh, she had one of the worst pregnancies I've ever seen in my whole life. Like she had something called HG, which if you know what that is, it is miserable. You're absolutely so violently ill the entire pregnancy. And, I, and then she has a heart issue. So then she was like, when the HG went away in the beginning of the pregnancy, the heart situation came back in the back end of the pregnancy and she was like passing out on preschool tours everything about it has just been completely out of her control and really brutal for her and so keeping this name kind of like close to her heart and secret was special to her and exciting for her and what did I do I went ahead and fucked it all up so here's what happened I um, am texting her it's her maternity shoot she has the most beautiful maternity shoot ever love to see it gorgeous fabulous I was there for eight hours helping her and never seen anyone look more stunning while pregnant literally I'm not just saying that so she has this and then she's texting me about her fake eyelashes. So I should preface, sorry, that um, me and her mother and her husband are the only people that know about the name. We're the only people. We're the and, and I don't even think she really wanted to tell me. I think she like casually brought it up as an option and then I just never forgot about it. And then she was like, yeah, that is what we're going with. But I don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. And this was, she's not doing some Kim Kardashian weird thing where she's like, I'm keeping it a secret. I think it was just like, for her and I'm being a little psychologist psychiatrist acting right now which I have no you know credibility to do but I feel like she could control literally nothing else in her pregnancy that this felt like something she had control of and that was beautiful and I wanted her to have that so and she's also just really original I, I think she wanted to make sure you know she kept it kind of to herself and she texts me after her maternity shoot talking about uh you know fake eyelashes and something and i'm texting her back and this new apple update on the phone um now tells you if someone's phone is in do not disturb it tells you like taylor has her notification silenced so i thought that was so funny because i hadn't seen that yet so she texts me something else about taking her fake eyelashes off and she's oh she said she was using castor oil to take them off and i was like what just go oh my gosh just use a warm washcloth you freak and she was like oh yeah haha hope it doesn't put me into labor and I have Lola early and I was like I just didn't see that part because immediately it was like Taylor has silenced her notifications I guess she was headed to bed and I was like I screenshotted it and circled this is how oblivious I was I screenshotted the uh text from her circled the part where it said Taylor has silenced her notifications and then I posted it on my story tagged Taylor again so fucking unaware tag taylor and um yeah posted it i just go on my merry way i think i was facetiming someone and anna grace calls me i ignore her facetime i'm like i'll call her back and then she calls me again and i i ignore it and i text her and say hey i'm on the phone i'll call you right back is everything okay and she texts in big letters your story take down your story and i was like what the fuck and then i was like oh my god i put a nude up i put a nude up and then or, or i didn't even have nudes you know what i thought it was 
I thought I'd put one of Taylor's nudes up because she was nude in some of, some of her maternity pictures and I was taking behind the scenes stuff. I don't know if I'd put her nipple or her chach up by accident. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So I race and I don't see anything. And then I see something that I think might be a little like politically incorrect, but that's my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like I, what isn't politically incorrect that I do? So I was like, oh my God. I just start rapid deleting all my stories because I don't know what she's talking about. And then she calls me back. She's like, it's still up. I'm like, what is up? She's like, the name, Shannon. I still, I go back to the text message of me and Taylor. I'm like, where is the, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Me and my heart just sunk. It had been up for 11 minutes and I think it already had, like, I had maybe 250 DMs about it. Um, it really, and here's where I'm gonna get sentimental with it because it really broke my heart. One, because I just bawled my eyes out calling Taylor and had to tell her what I did. And of course, here's the thing. She was like, it is what it is. It's okay. It's not what I wish would have happened, but it's okay. I was just so upset because I just felt like it completely played into this this uh, make-believe role people have created about me where I'm this like crazy party girl and Taylor, they, they don't even know how me and Taylor could possibly be friends. I mean, I, listen, I read my DMs. I see the comments. I, I see all the shit written about me. And a lot of the times, I mean, it doesn't really get to me because Taylor and I have our own, you know, shit going on, but I do hate to play into that narrative just like people fucking wanted me to and they say like how could they be close friends like she has two kids she's so classy <laughs> she's got her whole life together and Shannon's out here yoking tequila and like you know single at 28 and not which nothing's wrong with that of course but I mean we just live two very different lives right now right so they're like what do they even have in common what do they possibly you know do and they don't realize the bond and the connection we have so I've never really cared about that right but it was almost like this happening and guys I was literally sober as a jaybird just laying in my bed like watching Netflix or FaceTiming and accidentally did that but it just it broke my heart because I felt like it was so predictable I was like wow everyone and I even saw some comments where people were like she did that on purpose because she couldn't stand it not being about her and I'm like well that's just I mean I didn't even really read into that one too much because that come on that just even sounds so fucking crazy right but it just really upset me and Taylor of course did like the best best friend thing ever and just totally comforted me in the moment which is not even what she should have done and Basically, I called the photographer that she had the maternity shoot with and begged her to edit a photo for Taylor because she was supposed to get her edits back in, I don't know, like two to three weeks. And I begged her to give her one that night or the next morning so that she could, you know, announce the name, which I definitely forced her hand in doing. And I don't know, I guess I felt the need to tell this story, one, because like I said, I just still feel so fucking terrible about it. And two, um, a lot of people have asked, like I've seen a lot of people make Every, when she started posting her maternity photos and stuff, people were commenting like, did Shannon ruin the name or was that planned? Or was that, or did you, did this, did she make you? And it's just like, can you guys just stop fucking talking about it? Because honestly, it really, it broke my heart. And whether Taylor would ever admit, admit it to me or not, because she was just being a really sweet person, I know it probably broke her heart a little bit too. So that's that. Obviously the baby is born. She's precious. And a lot of people out here will be like, oh my God, it's a fucking name. Who cares? Because I get it. Back in the day, there was no social media. There was none of this stuff. And people announced the baby's names, right? But I don't know. It was just special. And like I said, it was like the one morsel of control she had over her pregnancy. And I just feel like I fucked it up. I still feel guilty about it. I'm still upset about it, honestly. And yeah, I just figured I would let that little nugget out because a lot of you guys have also been asking about that. Now, obviously, we're just happy that we have a healthy baby here. Lola is so perfect. Lola May. And I need to have Taylor back on here when she's not literally dying and in Groundhog Day of the same thing over and over and over with a boob in her mouth, boob out of her mouth, boob in the mouth, boob out of the mouth. Um, but healthy and the baby's beautiful and everything is wonderful there. So I figured you guys would want an update on that. So we've got the New York update. We've got the Taylor birthing a human child update. And um, Anna Grace, she just left my house actually too. She just went to Memphis to be with her family. Um, 
and oh I threw a Christmas party I'm staring at like 20 bottles of leftover champagne um I threw a Christmas party and here's the thing have you guys ever thrown a party and then been like halfway through you're like this is fun but okay I'm ready to go home but then you're like fuck I am home this is my home and everyone's in my home and they're having a great time but I'm ready to go home but but, but I'm home that's what that's what happened to me and actually everyone was like oh my god great party great party but like other people that weren't able to come were like how'd the party go oh taylor for instance she had uh lola the day before so she was not able to make the party bitch um and she was like how was the party i was like it was okay she's like what do you mean i was like i don't know if i had gone to the party like if it was someone else's party and i'd gone to it and you asked me i would have been like it was okay (laughs) she was like okay i don't know guys i think i just like attending i love hosting I love hosting um, birthday parties for other people and like other stuff for other people. But when it's all my responsibility to throw a huge fun party here, I don't know. It just stresses me out. I'm like sweating kind of thinking about it. I just want everything to be perfect. And I don't know, throwing parties stress me out, but I do like doing it. And I have this, like I said, this house is here for something. So might as well fucking party in it. But yeah, I did that and it was okay. I wore these black gloves from Amazon that were so cheap. It dyed my fingertips um, black. So that was, I had to get my nails done today before I went home. I have a classic Southern mom who would definitely berate me if my nails looked tragic whenever I got home. Um, very excited to go see my family. And I wanted to update you guys. Ooh, update you guys on the boys situation. Boys, men, boys and men alike in my life. Um, there's just really not any. You know what? I told Anna Grace this. I wish she was here. This is like one of those moments where I wish she was here to like ping off me. So I called Anna Grace and I was like, oh my God. Do you know what I just realized? And she's like, what? I was like, you know when you can just tell that someone's dead? Like, you can just tell dudes are desperate. Like, you, people just stink of desperation, right? Like, you can smell it on them. I see it a lot with girls, and I'm not even trying to be hateful right now, but I'm like, oh, man, that girl's so pretty. She has so much to offer. I don't think she realized she's coming across really desperate, and that is so easily, you can smell it in a second. But that was me. I realized it. And luckily for me, none of the guys I was really like kind of like conversing with, I care. I was kind of just like, man, well, I'll talk to him for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I kind of like, it wasn't like any of them ghosted me. I think they kind of just like, do, 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 like trailed off talking to me. And I was like, weird. And then I was like, wait, you stink, bitch. You stink. Let's bring the desperado scale back out. I wasn't doing desperate things to them by any means, but I think I was just like, I did. I knew the relationships weren't like longevity in them. So I was kind of like, whatever, I don't care. I'll double text them. And then I was like, I kept giving myself all these like hall passes to do stuff. Cause I'd be like, whatever, I don't care about, I don't really see a future with him. So I'll just do this. And then I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm being desperate and weird. Uh-oh, there, there that goes. But anyways, um, I, yeah, I haven't had any like even fucking sexual relations since Bridgerton last left. And we know that that situation ended. Um, wow. Yeah. Just dry as a whistle over here, guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> Maybe Santa will put some vibrators in my stocking. I don't know. I, uh, don't have an update for you guys there other than I'm excited to get to New York. Anna Grace is convinced that my husband is in New York somewhere. So I'll keep you guys TBD on that situation. I feel like anyone that lives in New York is going to listen to this. I feel like I see a lot of the times people say that dated in New York is treacherous, <laughs> but all I have to say is we're about to be on the ride of our fucking life with all these episodes coming through with updates of New York and per usual, I will be holding nothing back. We will give witness protection program, uh, pseudonyms, but all shall be said. I'm going to throw a million, uh, things into my car and drive to South Carolina, chug a couple Red Bulls. Um, you know what? I didn't, like I said, I didn't drink during this episode, didn't have any little champagne or anything. So this episode could have sucked. And for that, I'm sorry, but I love you guys. And I will be talking to you very, very soon.